It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, we have another great episode of the Buckhead uh, Business Show. Rich Casanova here, your host for today's episode in our beautiful Buckhead Studios, um, overlooking our million-dollar view, or at least a half a million. Um, we've never actually done the math on that one, but um, we're in the Pro Business uh, Channel Studios, and we have a uh, guest joining us, and we're going to learn about landscaping and um, and what folks do in that industry, but not just... Um, you know, digging in the dirt and planting uh, plants, but actually designing installation, maintenance services. And um, so I want to welcome to the studio uh, Dixie Speck. Uh, she's a president and CEO. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you here. And um, so what company are you with? My company is Solterra Landscape. Solterra Landscape. And um, we're going to obviously delve into that a little bit more. But um, when did you all start that? Or uh... We started Solterra in 2004. And started out in a small location in Sandy Springs and uh, wanted to be in Sandy Springs because most of our customer base ended up in Sandy Springs. Sure. And then we needed to move to find, as we grew, more space, more outdoor space and zoning for our type of business. So uh, we had to move up to Marietta, up off 75 North, but we still have a lot of our clients, Sandy Springs and Buckhead, as the, the densest area. Yeah, we were talking beforehand, uh, you're a long-standing member of the Buckhead Business Association as well. Absolutely. Yeah, great group. Um, and uh, that's obviously in part who's sponsoring uh, today's episode. Uh, let's kind of rewind and just talk a little bit about your background, what brought you here today, uh, besides the traffic to the studio. Um, so uh, plants and landscaping aren't just a business for Dixie, but an obsession. So you're one of those folks that just, you probably... Uh, Wake up in the morning and go to bed thinking about landscaping. I, I left a corporate <laughs> career for my obsession with for plants. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was reading that. So your passion led to a leave a career, as you mentioned, in the engineering field. I want to hear a little bit more about what you did in engineering, but uh, that uh, springboarded the move to Atlanta. Um, and why Atlanta? Atlanta, I've always wanted to be in Atlanta because okay. I was um, born in Gainesville, Georgia, actually. Okay. And my mother entire side of the family uh, was in Gainesville and then I had a, a sister that moved here to Atlanta and I loved the vibrancy and the uh, options the big city offers but when I graduated I grew up in Maryville Tennessee for most of my life though and uh, went to University of Tennessee engineering program because I love math right and back when I was in college <laughs> nobody had a landscaping business just kind of like the the young person down the street or a retired um People, you know, did the landscaping. So I wasn't really exposed to that as an option. But I love math. So I went through an electrical engineering program uh, at UT, which led me to Huntsville, Alabama, for the job opportunity. So once I was ready to uh, leave the engineering and, um, and start my own business, like I said, I'd become obsessed by that time with the plants um, that I have been learning and seeing about, um, as I have my own home, my own first home. Right. And, um, so it was an opportunity to, um, move to Atlanta, uh, since I wasn't stuck with a job. Right. Um, and, and start, um, and, and got a degree and, uh, associate degree from Gwinnett Tech for horticulture and landscape design. Yeah. So, um, 
quite entrenched in the whole industry and uh, very interesting uh, backstory we kind of led you to uh, today. And, um, and so, like you mentioned, is, uh, in addition to receiving training in landscape design and contracting uh, and starting the business, um, now your expertise both in the community and within the landscape industry, you've been on the board of directors for the Urban uh, Ag Culture of Georgia. Mm-hmm. How long have you been involved with that group? Or, uh, I've been um, on the board for the, we'll call it UAC, okay. Urban Ag Council, um, for four years, well, probably five years now, because I'm going in to uh, the third year as the president of that organization. All right. And Urban Ag really incorporates um, landscaping businesses, nurseries, irrigation, lawn care businesses, um, anyone who's, um, you know, working with, um, urban cities in the, in landscaping and plant related fields. All right. And, um, so, uh, and you've taught classes on landscape design at Emory university, mm-hmm. Conti- yes. continuing education program. Um, and you're regularly, uh, asked to speak at garden clubs, other industry events. Uh, this is interesting. You've, uh, also appeared as a guest, uh, designer for several episodes of HGTV's landscape solutions right and uh, that show was very popular um more in the early part of the 2000s and um so i did three episodes um wow. with that show design and and then um the show itself and um and then uh, groundbreakers um is one that's still going that's that's produced in georgia oh, okay oh it is on HGTV groundbreakers mm-hmm. yeah yes i mean uh in your um industry as far as to the masses you can't get much better than home and garden television what it stands for right that's right it's exciting <laughs> i remember when i first uh went started going to school for the landscaping um industry and started my business um i used to watch hgtv just leave it on on my tv right, right, yeah. and watching the garden shows and i remember looking at the tv and telling my husband one day while a garden show is on, it's like, I'm going to get on that <laughs> show one day soon. Right. And it was just a year after that wow. that it happened. <laughs> yeah, for uh, again, like your industry, obviously there's more industry-specific uh, conventions and conferences or trade shows or even programming. Mm-hmm. But again, for the, kind of the uh, the mass audience, I mean, that's kind of the, the granddaddy, I would imagine. Um, and so continuing on the media vein, um, you've also appeared on Good Day Atlanta, several radio programs. Uh, and you're quoted as expert resource in Atlanta Home Improvement Magazine. Yeah, really good rela- long-term relationship I've had with Atlanta Home Improvement Magazine. So uh, both in writing articles for them as as a landscaping expert, and um, uh, supplying a lot of photographs for them for their their issues. Yeah, so they they're a great magazine. A lot of great um, uh, in- information on an inspiration for landscaping and other home. Uh, related projects. Yeah, and speaking of photographs, at your website, it's pretty spectacular, some of the views and uh, very picturesque uh, projects that you've worked on. Um, so let's go ahead and give out that website just uh, at this moment as well. Great. It's solterralandscape.com. Solterra comes from sun and earth. That was my next Couple question, yeah. <laughs> botanical or Latin names for sun, S-O-L, and terra for earth, T-E-R-R-A, landscape.com. Nice. So the sun and the earth. That's right. Pretty much got that covered then. Yeah. You know, what about the third moon? Graders, <laughs> the third grader class that I spoke to recently got that yeah. right away. And um, and, so, and and when I'm talking to other, um, you know, 
adults are like, well, where in the world did that name come from? Well, I think we (laughs) kind of overthink it, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's what I'm going to claim at least, yeah. Um, So all the programming we've talked about uh, with obviously the focus on your industry and uh, landscaping design and so forth. Uh, You know, here at Pro Business Channel, we don't really have a um, show along that vein, but uh, maybe that's something we might consider. But um, but speaking of business, let's kind of uh, fast forward now to kind of connect the dots here and put your business hat on now, mm-hmm. okay? As because not only do you enjoy um, what you do in installation maintenance and you know specific to your industry, but um, what are some challenges that, you know that you as a entrepreneur and other folks that you run into from these associations that you're members of? They're all entrepreneurs. What do you feel some challenges um, facing small businesses today? Well, definitely, I think you hear this from every business, um, is uh, the availability of employees. And both um, availability or willing employees to do the the type of um, work and and jobs that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other is um, the, the pay scale. I mean, even though our pay scale is way higher than minimum wage, right? Um, or even what you know, they want to move minimum wage up to. Right, right. I mean, we're already there; we're already better than that. Yeah. But it's two things I think: um, the not necessarily in wanting to work outside, um, you know, type of job right. that may hold people back, but also just the stigma, you know, of well, that's you know, that's digging ditches right right you yeah. know my, that's nobody told me that that's Playing something mud, i should yeah. do right. you know when i grow up right. it's not something i should aspire to so um but you know we've becoming highly technical industry and there's all kinds of wonderful opportunities and beautiful um uh, days most of the year you know, i mean a lot of right. days we've been having this winter they've just been wonderful to be able to be outside right. instead of being stuck in an office building yeah that's the flip side is whatever yeah. you know you think <laughs> like uh i don't want to work outside but then you get you're in a cubicle or just in an office all day you get kind of uh, monotonous right. there's no change of scenery mm-hmm. yeah um and so um how much of your business or clients are uh residential versus commercial we have about 80 percent Residential, individual residential homes. And then the rest of it make up, we do um, several townhome and condo communities uh, where we do the entire communities. And we have some uh, neighborhood common area properties that we do also. And then we we have uh, four private schools that we do the landscaping and the maintenance for. Okay, yeah, I want to... ask you about that you know how you split uh, how do your business is segmented versus uh, design installation and maintenance but beforehand one of my pet peeves before i forget i, th- I was thinking about that when thinking about this earlier when we uh uh plan to have you on the show is um speaking of neighborhoods or uh commercial entrances one of my pet peeves is i don't know why people do this but they'll spend tens of thousands maybe a hundred thousand on their on their uh grandiose entrance right um with the name of the business or the subdivision uh, on this spectacular signage and they'll put flowers in front of it, but they put these plants that grow up and cover the sign. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or is that just seem no, like that? That happens a lot. And um, if it's an I mean, older it? community, yeah. older landscaping, um, the plants that were placed there were just, you know, going to be get too big for, for the space. 
but and you but if you're a professional and you're hiring someone they would know that you know? right i mean yeah. it's i don't even know all the terms but there's like not perennials but there's the type that like a small flower bed that just grows to a certain yeah perennials um but uh, also are oh, you talking about the flower beds what, that get too big too yeah but what yeah. would be the type of flowers that just stay ground level right uh, they're at ground cover is what they call them yeah yeah and there's flower even with the seasonal color flowers you'll see um those ones you change out twice a year you'll see that they'll get taller than the sign and uh again that's um you know it's, it's wasn't really thought out exactly. what the mature size was uh, or the height was right. going to be in those plants and to keep it low. But you would know that, right? Right, yeah. right. But I don't know. Um, and, you know, I could see if it's just an individual home, but you'll see like a massive, one of these behemoth subdivisions and they have this must cost them a half a million, whatever, you know, the sign. Mm-hmm. And they and they block the sign. Yeah. You know, and, you know one si- one thing they need to do the design designers too. They need to give a little space, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for flowers to grow at the bottom. You know, because some of the the words, the text is right on the yeah, ground at the ground level. Almost. That's a good boy too. Yeah. So I mean, I, I um, you want that? I mean, especially in your business, you have an eye for that. So you want that kind of um, nice, you know, uh, layout in terms of the design, the landscape, and the colors. But um, I don't know. Every time I see a sign. It's like, um, and it's more than half the time where there's mm-hmm. some type of foliage or covering the sign. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Another uh, thing that the maintenance company could do is is to cut those lower, to, you know, to wherever they're hiding the the sign or the words. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Can't you just take a proactive approach and just know the type of plant that's not going to reach that? Yeah, height? that's that's that, the first thing that should happen. Yeah, then you don't have to uh, maintenance because right. you, you know maintenance is always going to have an issue. Right. Um, Staying on top of that. So meanwhile, that was, I got that off my chest. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So talk to us, um, landscape design, installation, and maintenance. Mm -hmm. Where does it, how does that balance out in your day-to-day or your business mm -hmm. overall? We actually have about 50% um, of our revenue is maintenance uh, service, weekly maintenance service. And the other 50% is the um, design and and installation of of new plant materials. Um, we do irrigation services too, um, but we, we count that as part of installation. Um, so we have maintenance services. We have, um, worked to concentrate them in some tighter areas because of the cost of travel time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then being in a city with a lot of traffic too, it's just, um, a necessity. Um, also if you're, properties are spread out too far from each other then it becomes um more of an issue for the account manager for the the property to be able to visit your property as as frequently as they could if they're closer together so we have account managers for certain numbers uh, of clients that they manage certain areas Mm -hmm. that um are there for the customer to communicate with in either method, phone, um, text, email, but they uh, they are also there to check on the properties a certain number uh, of times, you know, right. throughout the year um, to, to see what maybe the crew's not aware of or not noticing right. or not sure how the customer wants, like, something pruned particularly. Right. Yeah, that you raise a good point because I um, don't do as much networking as I used to, but uh, uh, there is a point where... I was just 
networking nonstop and I'd uh, have conversation with uh, trades folks and, um, you know, HVAC or, um, uh, you know, roofing or contracting or whatever. And I'd ask them, um, you know, what's, what's good introduction for you, but, uh, what area is, you know, do you best serve? And they say all of Atlanta and they're a one or two person operation or a relatively small operation. And, um, uh, that's in my mind was never a good answer because, um, you know, you hit it right on the head in terms of economies of scale and not just distance, but you have to factor in traffic and, and they'd say, yeah, I'd take a client anywhere, but if you're based in Kennesaw, um, there's plenty of business in that area rather than, you know, seeking a introduction for somebody in Peachtree city to handle one client Absolutely. that distance. Yeah. And, and with the, the scale of, of what it costs us to, uh, mobilize a crew right. and get them out to a property and, and then just the, work ahead of that right. of meeting with the client and then figuring on out what they need right. and quoting. And, um, it is just a lot more cost than we can do just to go, you know, further out right. to, to areas. So concentration is, um, key to staying in business, I think, but, um, also in the service level you can provide. Right. Uh, absolutely. So you talked about account managers, um, uh, kind of, uh, give us an idea of, what type of folks that y'all employ in terms of um, the different staff or different job positions? Mm -hmm. Yes, we have um, myself um, as the president of the company and um, also the the top um, service person, uh -huh. I guess, as far as, um, you know, heading up the, the service aspect of our business. And, uh, and my husband came into the business um, a little later after I got it started, but he's very much an important part now. And, and what hat does he wear over there? He's, he's the vice president, um, but he manages um, mostly the operations okay. and, and then also purchasing and maintaining of our equipment because we have yeah. loads oh, of really? trucks yeah. and mowers wow. and everything. You think of a lot of equipment. Yeah. Um, he also is our IT person because okay. he comes from electrical engineering background, too. That's how we met yeah. uh, from our former employer. Yeah. So he uh, has, has created amazing uh, programs uh, and for us to use for our business, to really help our business. So he can um, uh, uh, maintain a mower and the Internet at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Peter, you know, hey, our, you know, my computer's down. What's wrong? The Internet's down. Okay, let me wipe my greasy hands right, out yeah. here. <laughs> and if you can't fix the computer, grabs a shuffle and just bangs it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Goes out to an irrigation <laughs> to repair right, service. Right, yeah. Exactly. Um, but we do have for on our installation side, we um, we have uh, an installation manager who manages the, those jobs and materials and schedules them and and um, helps to do some of the design also and uh, manages the crew. And um, and then we have on the maintenance side um, account managers, um, as I mentioned, they're right. there to really keep a good eye on the, the properties uh, um, outside of the crew leaders that are there weekly um, and uh, communicate with the client and follow up on the client's needs. So... That's, that's And we have a trainer. We have a guy who's a full-time trainer, which wow. is getting more and more impor important because it's getting, as I mentioned, harder to find experienced right. um, available workers, you know, um, and, and we've got uh, wage wars going on among landscaping yeah. companies for what's left of experienced right. people, you know, in our town. So this trainer, what does, he, what does this person do? 
He is uh, responsible for um, finding training resources for um, our crews, and we do a lot, lot of it um, ongoing uh, with maintenance okay. because you got to got to be training them on how to prune things um, right. correctly. Because with all the various po- types of plants materials, there's just you know there's different times of right. year and different ways that you got to prune them. We got to make our crew you know, familiar and aware and trained on that and um, and how to identify a weed from right. a perennial and, um, you know, how to be efficient also. Right. So yeah. how, how do you um, approach a property right. with, with doing all the mowing and edging and blowing and weeding There's and There's a system and to that. Yeah. Rather than Collecting just like... Collecting leaves. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'll collect all the leaves first and then I'll trim right. the trees. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's r- wrong. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so how many accounts do y'all typically, you know, have at any given time? Or um? we have over two hundred maintenance accounts wow. right now. Wow. Yeah, and um, and we and there's still a, a lot of opportunities just within the areas right. um, that I mentioned, concentrated around Sandy Springs and Buckhead yeah, and Marietta, Dun- Dunwoody and Brookhaven and Marietta. Um, still a lot of room. Um, oh, yeah. even to grow there and we are and we're you know still getting several requests a week you know several to right. um to go look at for for maintenance service somebody looking for more quality service well your your business is always a, a growing business like you've, you've <laughs> never heard that before yeah <laughs> yeah really <laughs> love the laugh track <laughs> exactly yeah that's the only thing that saved that pun yeah um <laughs> that was that was destined for uh for trouble um all right so um uh, I mean, that's really a, a great business model, you know, mm-hmm. coming back to kind of full circle business is where you acquire accounts and you can maintain those and um, um, and that, you know, continual uh, revenue stream or reoccurring where a lot of businesses, they do great business, but it's more one offs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so uh, so let's talk about, you know, organizations. You mentioned like a challenge in um, developing future employees. Um you know, what's, uh, are there any organizations that you, um, uh, you mentioned you, you volunteer or are part of the, um, urban ag council or board of directors, but, uh, are there other organizations that you find? I guess what I'm trying to ask, Mm -hmm. how do you keep abreast of new technology or new things developing in your business conventions or trade shows or conferences or organizations or, um, well, here in the, um, in the Georgia area, in different states, there's different resources, but certainly the Urban Ag Council. Some people might have been aware of um, uh, the name Malta, Metro Atlanta Landscape Turf Association. That was um, that organization name for years. And then um, they came together with um, Sod and Turf Association um, and uh, a few other associations to form the Urban Ag Council. And that started out when the... Uh, we were in the drought and started um, having different municipalities around Georgia just go just like ban on irrigation totally. Right, right, say. yeah. And so that caused a lot of problems besides, you know, directly affecting, you know, um, our industries, uh, businesses right. and being able to stay alive. And um, so we came together to um, be able to have a, uh, a bigger and consistent voice with our lawmakers um, around that. And that initially was called the Urban Ag Council. Um, But then that issue has not gone away. (laughs) It keeps coming up year after year. Uh, And then you got immigration and, um, and you got, um, you know, healthcare and just all, 
all those things, uh, DOT, OSHA, um, small businesses, is, is especially um, our industry, um, uh, is targeted um, yeah. right now on, has been uh, for the last few years um, for, uh, you know, looking for um, citations right, or, right. or opportunities to cite, like DOT pulled three landscape trucks over all at once um, last week and one of them was ours for for no reason but just to check and see if everything yeah. you know they could find anything to find on and dot can just do that oh yeah yeah, yeah they, they sure can and osha can just um, pull up on a property where they see landscaping right. crew working and then just um you know look for violations right or any yeah i mean um <clears throat> i think um people could kind of connect those dots but at the same time it's just kind of odd because there's not like an agency that would just show up at our studio and um you know do the same yeah right or at a retail store they're right. not going to show up at every atlantics and just randomly right. you know uh walk into an establishment like that yeah yeah but they can't be they frustrating can and they do with our industry and as another is the department of um ag for um because we use um herbicides mm -hmm. for weeds and things like that at a minimum and then uh, so they could just show up and um, ask to look over your chemical programs and right. storage and records just a random search yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know you feel like you're kind of on the attack but right. it but it costs a lot of money to make sure that you're um All you know in compliance, in, in compliance yeah. with everything and keeping everything level la labeled and that's part of what our trainer okay. is responsible for too but as far as keeping up with those things or the urban ag council um consistently uh keeps us updated with any of those that information and we have um someone we work with um that is um our legislative representative that uh, keeps us updated on anything going on, especially when they're in session the early part of the year. Right. We get a weekly update on anything that could affect our business. And then we have National Association of Landscape Professionals. So it's a, a you know, a, nation, a full right. national association, and they keep us aware of the same. There's multitudes of several we webinars a week to listen to, publication materials, um, YouTube videos right. that they produce. I mean, so, you know, it's it's very easy to, um, there's a lot of great resources for us to be aware of right. what's going on. Well, you'd have to have, definitely have to kind of stay on top of that and the, as well as uh, have a presence in the political arena so that you're not, um, so you have a voice there, Absolutely. you know, and that it's heard. So, um, and speaking of being heard, I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the uh Buckhead Business Show with your host, uh, Rich Casanova, here from the Pro Business Channel Studios. And we're speaking with uh, Dixie Speck, and she is the um, president and CEO of Solterra Landscape. Did I get that right? You got it right. <laughs> All right. And um, so we just got a couple minutes, just a moment or two left. Um, uh, I want to uh, kind of wrap things up, if you will. Talk to us about uh, plants and landscaping and how it impacts our environment. You know, it's very important, and that's something that um, we had to really press and educate again when uh, the water wars, as they call right, it, you yeah. know, during the drought came out, is that um, you do need to be able to um, water your trees when we're in a drought and save the trees mm -hmm. um, because they're constantly working to clean the environment. Right. Um, they actually take in the CO2 um, from that we're breathing out and from other right. resources and um, use that for energy, but then they what they uh, they put out from that is oxygen. Right. So they keep 
replenishing the oxygen, and so does grass. Uh, turf does the same thing. All plants do the same thing. Um, and they they need uh, water, some kind of regular, smart irrigation, right, right. as we say, not over-irrigating, exactly. but smart irrigation, some minimum to keep them alive. And they also help so much with um, the uh, Atlanta being a huge heat island. Right, yeah. And so very important, you know, to keep um, our trees and plants and even our turf. Yeah, I would imagine uh, more traffic, we need more trees, right? Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> a direct correlation. you got to mm-hmm. keep that in balance yep, at you the do. very least. Um, and you're just talking about overwatering. Um, I have some houseplant issues, I think. Uh, <laughs> would you, maybe would you swing by later and check those out? Sure, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I never mostly, know what to do. That's mostly what kills uh, houseplants. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because I had one and um, had it out, I had set it outside i thought get some fresh air but it did, uh, i didn't realize how much rain and when i eventually brought it in it was weeks later all of a sudden it was just going south really yeah, quick yeah. and then i was pulling it out and realized it's, it was just soaked all the yeah, water had stayed in there the content the pots for yeah. house plants typically don't have right. a drain hole in the bottom exactly. and so yeah you put them out in the rain and it's not draining yeah yeah just but, the yeah. roots were just kind of rotting, whatever, yes. and, mm-hmm. and I kept trimming and trimming, and I had nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not unusual. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> you definitely don't want me working over in, uh, <laughs> at your place. We yeah. have to give you a little training. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with the radio uh, gig, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dixie, pleasure having you here, and um, look forward to having you on an upcoming episode. And um, as we mentioned, you're a longstanding member of the BBA. Buckhead Business Association. We thank you for your support of that. And uh, so close things out, let our folks know the best way to get in touch with you all. Okay, solterralandscape.com. And our phone number is 404-236-7557. But just type in Solterra and Google and you'll we'll come up. Perfect. See you then. All right. Thank all right. you. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.